Welcome to the Tybee Marine Science Center podcast, an authentic coastal experience. Welcome to the Tybee Island Marine Science Center podcast. I'm Dee Daniels, and we've got a fantastic episode for you. It's going to be all about Whale Week and all about the things going on and so much great information, so many things you're going to want to uh, really dive into. Don't forget, we'll have links in the show notes for everything you need to know. Find out how you can be supportive of what's going on here at Tybee Island Marine Science Center. Uh, I've got Chantal Odron, and we also have Joy Davis, who's an artist with us, and we'll we'll get to all of that in just a moment. Um, Chantal, I'm I'm so excited that we do this on location at the science center. Like it's that we've got kids in the background. We've got tours going on information overload. And I love it. Yeah. We're lucky to have this kind of soundproof classroom, right? Because just beyond that glass door are um, loads and loads of kids, you know, getting nice and appropriately rowdy and, and learning all about the animals. So yeah, it's, it's in all of its realness. Yeah, it really is. And it's so much fun uh, just to sort of see everybody's, you know, just amazement when they when they walk through here and just uh, how much they're learning. And, and oh, it's just a blast. So if you've never been, make sure you come uh, and check it out. Now, we want to talk about uh, Whale Week. And Whale Week is really, I think, one of the most important times that coastal Georgia and Georgia in general can really just take Take a moment and really recognize the importance of the education that goes on during Whale Week. Tell us about that importance. Definitely. I just met someone this morning and she goes, I just learned that right whales come down here and for a nursery to have their babies. She's like, how awesome is that? And I go, I know. (laughs) I try to tell everyone I can because it's the coolest thing that the most endangered whale in the world is coming to coastal Georgia and northern Florida to have their babies. So the most important part of their life cycle for a uh, population on near extinction. So it's definitely um, special. And we get to talk about how when the calf is down here with its mother, they're whispering to each other. And so I am obsessed with the right whales and we love to spread that passion and obsession to everyone because when you know that you've got some pretty gigantic size of a school bus whale in your backyard, you feel very awesome and connected to it. So no doubt, no doubt. Um, I know one of the ways that uh, the obsession continues here is that there's going to be a massive exhibit and the one and only artist helping to bring that to life is here with us. Um, This is going to be so important uh, for people to come and see and be a part of, and it's going to be happening later this year. And it's just a big deal. Let's talk about this relationship and joy and just how great this is. I mean, it's going to be for the Science Center um, after the tanks and the aquariums, the largest exhibit we'll put in to date, um, counting the old Science Center Um, And so it's such an exciting moment. It'll be a signature exhibit for us. And and for me, there was no better artist to do it because Joy and I have known each other for a very long time. We're dear friends and she used to work at the Science Center. And so she has all of the marine science background, but can um, kind of do stuff with her hands (laughs) like our nerdy selves can't do. And so her fabrication skills are incredible. She left uh, the science center to go on to do exhibit fabrication as well as 
a scientist in the field. She's an endangered species observer. So for us, it's a huge moment because it's totally Tybee and it's local and everyone knows Joy from the surfing scene and and from her education days. And, and now we're going to bring to life our adoptive North Atlantic right whale smoke who is alive in the population. And we get to introduce an individual from a population to get everyone to start caring about this really imperiled species. And so um, my excitement is that we're going to be able to touch smoke at the science center now. Um, she's tangible, right? It's easy to teach about a sea turtle when you have them in the tank or a fish when it's in the tank. We're never going to have a big marine mammal like that in captivity right. here. And so this is our chance. This is our chance to be able to touch her tongue and see her colostides, her calluses on her hand. We're going to be able to look at her baleen up close. And for a very strange face that the right whale has, it's extremely important. A manatee is really recognizable, a sea turtle. But North Atlantic right whales have kind of an upside down smile and they have a, a different um, anatomy than us. So if we can start getting you to recognize and care about this animal, um, we'll have to take action to save them. Absolutely. Uh, Joy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. I, I'm telling you, you are like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I look at you and we're talking like artist and surfer and just, you're like this creative mermaid that just rolled out of, out of the ocean. <laughs> and know. here you are. <laughs> I mean, it's. I dabble. I'm a dabble. <laughs> A renaissance woman, a renaissance <laughs> mermaid. <laughs> so um, talk about how important this project is for you. Um, it, oh, I dropped everything. It's a it's a total passion project. And when Chantel asked me to be on board, I was so honored. And I was like, I'm yes, I'm coming. So I was so excited to uh you know, drive here from Louisiana. And for a while I was teeter teetering on jobs. So I had one month here, one month there, and we would sit at the table, Kathy Sackish, Chantel and I, and we had a really great conversations that were a marriage between art and biology, which are my two most favorite subjects and really complementing each other always. So, and we talked about the science center and what kind of scale we could work with and a lot of logistics in the, the load bearing weight of the floor, or if we could hang something. And, um, but the general consensus was we wanted to people to see the right whale in its scale. So we're going full realistic scale, which is really exciting. And we want people to stand there in awe of such a majestic animal. And I know they will. I mean, we've already seen pictures of of this happening, and I, I just, I'm I'm already just picturing the people walking through the door, the front door, the kids walking through, and boom, yeah. there it is. Like it, yeah. that, I'm sure you're so excited about that. So excited. Um, we've always done our tanks and the animals, and so this was our opportunity to have something really interactive and that they could touch. And so the original plans had smoke in, in, in 1D against the wall as kind of a decal. And it was um, our dream to be able to see her 3D and, and 
Joy is always taught about smoke and as we have both. And so it's like to sit down with Kathy Sackis to, for us, she's a, a mentor and kind of an OG. And, and she found one of the first North Atlantic right whales in Georgia. She helped solidify the knowledge that they came down here to have their babies. So for us to sit and talk about this kind of subject with her, we just like look at each other afterwards and we're like, is this our life? <laughs> like, <laughs> is this reality for us now? Because it's we feel so honored. It's yeah. a dream. And to be able to see smoke and have our kiddos learn from something and our guests. Um, it's an honor. Yeah. yeah no doubt. Bursting with yeah. energy and happiness and, and being a part of their lineage and knowing their history. It's yeah. really, it is more. Joy, talk about how the process is on your end to, to build this exhibit. I mean, the size and the scale of it, you know, how do you map all of that out? I mean, we're talking about a huge, right. huge whale here. I mean, and so the, it's going to be big. The exhibit's going to be very big. It's large. Yeah. And, and before materials even come into the conversation, I just have a huge call list of people, the experts and people that have been amazing and willing and giving their time. And it's, it definitely is a mentorship on so many levels. So, um, I came from animal exhibits in design in New Jersey, and they were so helpful with helping me choose the materials, which we chose foam, which is nice and light. And there's certain densities in foam. So we decided one that was easy to carve. And then we came upon a beautiful tool called the hot wire that slices right through these blocks. So we bought a bunch of foam blocks from Universal Foam and they were eight feet long by four feet wide by four feet tall. And we got seven of those. And the exhibit and design company also donated pieces of foam. So they, off the bat, they started out just being so incredibly helpful. And from there, we whittled, started whittling away. <laughs> and the neighbors are like, oh, the scraping. It's just <laughs> like day and night, just been scraping for about a couple months. And a whale formed out of it. And now we are onto the stage of where we're doing, you know, the skinning it. So we're getting epoxy and fiberglass and for a long time, it really looked like we're building a boat because everything about it is so hydrodynamic. It it feels like the size of a boat. It has all the same curves. It's really, um, really large. So the whole thing is going, to, and it's just the head. And we always say, you know, the head is a third of the body. Mm -hmm. So the whole thing is going to be 14 feet long by nine feet tall and then eight feet wide. Wow. She's mm -hmm. a big girl. Yeah. And she has her mouth wide open. So that does add a little That's bit with the height. Bigger. Yeah, mm -hmm. no doubt. And, and so in comparison to uh, the actual size, mm -hmm. what, is, what is that? What is the actual size? There's largest school buses. And so they're uh, a large animal. What is it? 70 feet long. Yeah. Maybe and the biggest. The yeah. The biggest. And so it's, it's yeah, you could do, be like in the 50s and 60s for other individuals. The babies are already 20 feet uh, yeah. after a year of life. Um, they're massive animals. And, and that's what makes it hard. I remember Joyce saying, 
in the beginning when I couldn't even see anything but a big block. And she has that beautiful vision and that brain. And she said, it's a big math project. Yeah. And it really was. She had quadrants that she was working with. And, and the most impressive thing to me was that she was going to all those experts and really analyzing uh, necropsy pictures, autopsies for animals. Um, you know, you get to really see those details once dead and on the shoreline right. you, that you don't really get unless you have some fabulous underwater photography, but water distorts. And so um, it was my favorite thing to hear the conversations that she would have with these experts and, and has continued that. Right. So when she got to the phase where now you see a whale from a block, you know, Kathy Sackis came over and she said, the lip is not tall enough. Oh yeah. Right. Those away. Amazing. Right away. They know mm -hmm. these animals so intimately that they can tell her, you know, oh, get this higher. And that's such an advantage for us because Joy can make that animal as anatomically correct as possible. And that's the point to give them that version of the animal to better understand it. So yeah, super, super, a huge amount of homework that mm. she did. Right. Mm. And continues to contact these people for help. So no doubt. Big deal. Yeah. Big math project. But Absolutely. now she's to the fun part. She says, she says, mm. uh, now I get to be an artist <laughs> instead of a mathematician. Yeah. Put so. the algebra away for a moment. Mm -hmm. and now you Protract. can do the, do the fun stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, part of this also, you think ahead, right, about the relationship that people will now form right, with the right whale. And you think about why that's so important. Um, the numbers are really astounding. Yeah. I mean, to think like in just the last handful of years, what, like 30 something whales have, right whales have been killed. Yeah. There are two major threats, um, as an urban whale that hugs the coastline is entanglement in fishing gear and boat collisions, ship strikes. And so, um, What's happening right now with uh, changing ocean temperatures is that their food source, uh, plankton and krill, copepods and krill, they're moving. And so they have to move in response. Our North Atlantic right whales are a lot skinnier than the southern right whale. So um, they're very conservative and sustainable, too. They eat the smallest animal on the planet. The largest animal eats the smallest. That's crazy. It's incredible, yeah. right? And the, so they use that awesome baleen to be able to do that. But they followed their food and that led them into areas where they hadn't been seen before. So there mm. weren't fishing regulations there for the long lines. And so unfortunately, um, we had a huge hit to the population. And of course, when you're a population of less than 400, any loss is big especially if it's a breeding female, she has to have 10 to 11 babies to replace herself in the population. And so smoke is on her fourth calf, but she's also already lost one. So right. it's difficult um, to see the deaths when it's already a bad situation. And what we're trying to do is to create the call to action so that we can not see their extinction in our lifetime, because that's the possibility that we're all going to be a part of if we don't do something now. Right. I think one of the scariest parts is that you, you see the numbers and you realize 
that that could happen mm -hmm. in our lifetime yeah. if we don't make some changes mm -hmm. or stand up for some things and, mm -hmm. and really make a little noise. Mm -hmm. it, you know, that's kind of frightening to realize the extinction of this could actually happen. Absolutely. And in our lifetime, and and, and we feel so responsible um, to, to help get this message across. So yeah, we're up for it. I think it's a necessary moment in their life history. I heard at this rate, it would be about 20 years if yeah. we don't turn around, yeah. 20 to 30 years, which is just a blink. It's a mind-blowing moment, yeah, to think of that. It's a blink. Yeah. And they've evolved for millions of years, you know, and, and it makes you feel terrible and responsible, <laughs> especially when their two causes of death are human interaction um, and human-caused so, yeah, you feel responsible and you must be the ones to take action. And it's my favorite thing that it doesn't matter who you are. If you're an artist, a scientist, Joe Schmo, I think the best thing is that a group of students got together in the state of Georgia and their class made this awesome animal that's imperiled, the state marine mammal. It wasn't a group of scientists. Mm -hmm. It wasn't anyone super fancy. It was an impassioned group of kids. That's not so, amazing. Yeah, That's it doesn't matter who you are. Everyone can take action. And if we're all loud enough together, then we can see some some change and, and oh change in policy, change in fishing rules. Um, the Southeastern uh, fishermen are really kind of uh, avant-garde um, in the fisheries down here. Of course, we don't have lobsters. We have spiny tail lobsters offshore a bit, but um, that is such a big fishery up north, which requires those long lines. And so I love our fishermen in the southeast because it's very expensive uh, to change all of your gear, mm -hmm. but they are doing it. And so, you know, an another way you can support is supporting, you know, our local black sea bass fishermen that are using those responsible pieces of gear that attach once an animal is entangled with it. They can uh, GPS um, look up uh, where that tracker or that trap is. So uh, this ropeless gear is kind of the new thing as well as um, speed regulations for our North Atlantic right whale. So yeah, with, when we all combined our powers together, we can make change. But it's my favorite story that those kiddos got that moving. So I love good. That. Yeah. I have not that's heard sweet. that. And that's all going to be incorporated in the exhibit. Absolutely. Yeah. So the, all the, the whale is the main component, right? But there's other components to it. Um, Joy and I really wanted to focus on how to save this whale. You always see exhibits on North Atlantic right whales, but they're a depressing story. I remember when I started studying them and I would tell my sister about a story here and there. And she finally said, quit telling me your sad whale stories. <laughs> they make me sad. She's they a mother. Sad. She's a mother. So she can anthropomorphize them and understand to lose a calf, how that must feel. And so, um, Joy and I are focusing on that. This is the right whale to save because their big kind of tagline is that they were the right whale to hunt. It helped you know, with their demise and their declining population because they are very nice and blubber filled. And so when they died, they floated and they also mm -hmm. hugged the coastline so they didn't have to waste a lot of time to get them. They were near, they were blubber filled, which was lucrative. 
their blubber, as well as their bailing. They could mm-hmm. make a lot of money off of this one individual that was near. And so um, I love that we're focusing on how we can save it, not can driving in why it's hunted and why it w- di- got to this point. It's now mm-hmm. what do we do next? Right. And so yeah. the other components are... There's a bill if you want to sign it while you're here. Take action before you even leave the building because we're going to make you real upset about it, right? And so you're going to feel that uh, passion and want to change something immediately. We want you to feel like those kids felt when they went up to Atlanta to make this uh, our state marine mammal. And so it's a great time for us to be unveiling this. We have Whale Week, of course, in the month of November. And then we have the winter to produce... um, this exhibit. And so we're so excited to unveil it um, because the other components in the taking action and the physical whale, I think is going to be really special. There's not a lot of humans like Joy that can produce something like this. And so it's going to be a big deal along the entire Eastern seaboard, in my opinion, uh, because not a lot of people will take on this task to build this awesome huge animal yeah well and it's like it sounds like you should have like a warehouse to do this in but you're you're doing it in pieces like at your house right I mean, it's not at the house it's um so i uh, a local here on tybee island johnny wiley he was so generous to donate he has um oat sheds so we have two of them and they're just tall enough if it weren't in pieces because it is we want to be able to get it out wow but um it's been lovely, absolutely lovely. No bathroom. And I have people, <laughs> I have people, I, they're like, okay, like I have volunteers. And so they're like, I have to go to the restroom. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> let's, let's go to the science. Do- <laughs> let's go knock on some doors. <laughs> but I do want to say, just to represent this whale at the drawing table, we really did talk about um, possibly making, you know, a whale skeleton suspended. And the reason we chose to go with the right whale in its live form is to represent it as that live vital creature. Mm. We didn't want to look at the past or be like, these are like dinosaur bones. We want it. We want to look into the future. So we're like flipping that narrative, which I just love. That was my favorite part because we did start with the two, the, you know, the flat smoke on the wall and then we went to the skeletal Mm -hmm. and it just fell in perfectness right because it was like we're so sick of seeing the dead one talking about the dead ones Mm -hmm. and like show their majesticness alive you're totally right i forgot about that part yeah Yeah. i love it yeah you know and and talking about the just the sad piece of all of it and the the parts that you were fearful of, of like extinction and all of that, you know, it was an easy target. The right whale was an easy target. And mm-hmm. now I feel like, you know, Georgia and coastal Georgia, just getting behind this whole, you know, idea of, but yeah, it's actually now the easy one to love, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, let's move it in that direction mm-hmm. where it's like, now it's the easy one to, to see up yeah. close and, yeah get to know and you can put your eyes on all the things you can touch it you know that's that's going to be amazing for that relationship kids adults Mm -hmm. all the things visitors that are coming from other parts of the united states to to be here for a moment on tybee island will get to experiences and take this back to where they're Mm -hmm. from make them a target for conservation yeah oh yeah 
And one big challenge that we decided to just go for was to represent the baleen um, as individual plates, which is hasn't been done before in a right whale sculpture. Usually they'll do a wall of material and then make grooves to just make it look like they're individuals. So, you know, a really good piece of advice that I'm not following from the people up north was keep it simple, stupid. And I'm like, okay, thanks. And then we come back and we're like, what material should we use for each plate? Which there's about 400 yeah. in their mouth from from tip to back. <laughs> and I think we're, we're getting there. Yeah, I mean, be avant-garde, take the risks and the chances because this is going to be such a special thing. So I love that about your personality that you're like, I respectfully hear you (laughs) and I'm not going to do it. (laughs) But we're going to um, be able to interpret that and people are going to be able to see through it. And Mm -hmm. it's confusing. It's such a confusing face and setup and eating habit. Yeah. For years, I've taught about those baleen sheets and we have baleen sheets singular, singularly at the science center. And I used to like hold them like I was a whale mouth and like <laughs> I'm some sort of like mime or interpretive kind of it's artist. A dance. It's, a, it's a delicate dance. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, I would mimic a whale mouth and opening my mouth to yeah. eat the, the plankton. And I would say to the kids, you know, they're like Venetian blinds. What kid knows what Venetian <laughs> yeah. blinds are? I don't I know what that do. is. I glazed over. Yeah, 100%. But then here I am moving the one bailing plate, you know, next to each other. And now we can point yes. <laughs> and sit down in front of smoke and have a moment with her and reflect and then point out the bailing yes. instead of, you know, being an awesome uh, charades mm-hmm. artist. Using your hair and your toenails. And yeah, exactly. All yeah, because yeah. you you had to be like, imagine this happening, you know, imagine. And now it's just going to be right in front of everybody, which yeah. is just going to be absolutely amazing. Yeah. And because, I mean, this is all happening in real time, you know, you're actually making all this happen, Joy, and it's taking, you know, as much time as it's going to take. So it's there's no particular date, but we're looking at December, January for people to be able to hopefully come and see yeah, right yeah 20 early 2024 unveiling is kind of a good goal um it's hard to put some hard dates on something that's not been done before that's right. i would never wanted to put that pressure on joy as an mm-hmm. artist she's building a head that will be as tall as our ship watch loft right. at the science center so mm-hmm. put that you know, into perspective yeah. and the work that goes into it. And, and now smoke is formed. Um, Joy works with pottery and you can add to pottery and in mm-hmm. its art, she can speak better on it than I, but this one is taking away. And so they're taking away parts of the styrofoam to make this animal. And so every time I go down to visit, it's so exciting because I see her in a new phase. So Mm. they've spackled her. It's like she's gotten her under layer of skin and now they're going to give her skin. I got a text the other day that was like, smoke's going to get skin. (laughs) It's time. time. (laughs) And it's awesome. I mean, 
we live in a really cool community where on the south end of the island, it's totally tidy and people are stopping in and coming in saying hi to her. Um, you know, I say it here. It's like we're Mr. Rogers and it's like, come on in, postman. <laughs> come on in, fireman. Um, and it, these are our friends. Even, you know, our public works guy have helped us by cutting rebar for yeah one minute and it would have taken us that little smidgen longer, but power tool connections is always a so cool, good, right? cool thing oh, to yeah. have. The city's and been amazing. So such support um, from our entire community and they're all ocean lovers and conservationists. So it's a perfect town Tybee to build Tybee's whale. So yeah, no we're proud. Well, this is going to be such an exciting time. I know that um, as as the weeks come along, uh, hopefully we can see more pictures and videos, Joy, and, and see how it all goes. You're very talented. I've seen pictures already. And oh, obviously you. your heart is all over this. So yeah, it's this is, this is going to be fun. And I would imagine very emotional for you once it actually comes comes to life oh yeah the whole process you know i was it's trying your baby i i do say that i am birthing a whale <laughs> <laughs> and that's you know not easy but it's it is an artist's dream like i get i get um all the support that i ask for and i get to make something that i dearly love and believe in and it really is amazing and yeah She's I gotten some awesome help too from um, Adrian Berkland in town, and she's an artist. And it's you know the the element of a brainstorm. Like Joy and I love to have brainstorms, and and she gets to have um, the nerdy science brainstorm with me. But I love to see she and um, Adrian brainstorming another like two awesome humans that I really admire. Uh, making some magic happen and, and Joy's leadership um, is undeniable. It's fun to watch yeah. a science sister grow and, and produce something that um, isn't in a lot of places. It's a big deal. So, yeah. Oh, I'll do to you, Chantel. It's oh, really sweet. I feel like a proud mama or <laughs> <laughs> a grandmother. Yes. I understand. I'm a grandmother. But Curveball that we um, forgot, Smoke was adopted by Phoenix. It's the best thing I love to tell that Smoke was switched at birth. Or pardon me, Phoenix, her mother, was switched at birth. So we always say Stumpy, of course. But oh, when That's why. Stumpy and um, Maven is the true name of her grandmother, when they were calving off our shore, there was a big storm. And so when the calves came out, they switched on their way up. And so it was a dual adoption and they were raised by who first they imprinted on, which was the opposite mother. And so, I mean, awesome stories, right? Like <laughs> this will all be in the exhibit. The, so. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's Come wild. hear the Jerry Springer story. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. It's like a soap opera and it I is. am here for it. I am yes. so here for it. Well, make sure you follow along every step of the way because all of it's going to be so exciting. Um, Joy, you can get back to work and, and go back into the beautiful Thank mermaid you. spot that you came from <laughs> yes. in the ocean. Um, swim back into you the can deep. swim right back. We don't want to keep you out too long. Uh, but thank you for being on the podcast. Oh, I'm happy to. Had a lot of fun.
From the beach to the marsh, from the ocean to the rivers and creeks, from the islands to the mainland to the classroom, this is your authentic coastal experience with Tybee Marine Science Center. We provide year-round programs for visitors, residents, and learners of all ages. You'll find us on Tybee Island at North Beach, beachside of Fort Screven. Join us in developing caring and responsible protection of coastal Georgia's natural resources. You can help us today by becoming a member. Your membership support helps fund conservation programs and assist with program fees for low-income groups. Visit TybeeMarineScience.org to learn more about becoming a member. Our volunteer opportunities are there and all of the cool merch available in our discovery shop. Thank you for sharing this episode with another curious learner. Grab your membership at TybeeMarineScience.org and follow us on social. Together through education and conservation, we can make a difference.